Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Sis. I'm Sis, a.k.a. Allie. <laughs> I'm Dad. A.k.a. Tony. You know, you you tease me this week because it seems like every time I say your name, I always attach a.k.a. to it. A.k.a. You do the same thing. Allie K. Always. Allie K. Always. I know it. We have a guest today. All the way from West Texas. Although he didn't come just to see us, he was in the town and it was, it was awesome. Kevin Dawson is in the house. Welcome. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Welcome to Chick-fil-A and breakfast. Thank you. Love a good Chick-fil-A breakfast. Well, you, you grabbed your coffee before we could find you for (laughs) breakfast this morning. You were in town hanging out. Yep. Um, Came in for, why'd you come in? Why'd you come in town? So came in town to see Armin Van Buren. Uh, who nice. was one of the world's top DJs, and that was a uh, birthday gift from my parents because um, I've always wanted to uh, come and see him perform live, even though that the rarity of that in the States is usually... He's not from here. Yeah, he's no, he's from... He's me. not a West Texas guy. No, he would <laughs> He would probably fit in well with West Texas, yeah. just put a cowboy hat and boots on him, and you know, you're right, right in place. Yeah. <laughs> but you came in to hear him... Um, uh, all the way until early this morning. Early, early this morning, yes. He played from um, 10.30 till 1 a.m. Goodness gracious. And uh, I, I crawled into bed at 2. Oh, man. So a, a good cup of coffee was the right thing for, for breakfast this morning. Yeah. Thanks for coming and hanging out with us. Well, I appreciate we it. We love people stopping by and having breakfast with us and just hanging out. I mean, we, hey, it literally we're... literally was ha- what happened. I know. We were just, I mean, we were going to have a podcast anyway, and so you were here. So it's like, <laughs> man, come on by and... Come on by and hang out. We were um, uh, so we were, forewarning. If you see us and we don't have a guest, I, we, may gonna, just, we may just we may just plop. Mic it up. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna set you down, feed you a chicken biscuit, mic you up, and oh, we're just gonna have funny. a conversation. I was someone e e met another person uh, through like email, which sometimes is a little awkward because I'm like, okay, what do I say? Because I don't know what I don't know. But now I'm just like, hey, like. Let's get to, instead of like saying like oh let's go get coffee and chat I'm like hey like no let's just just chat over a podcast it's a lot easier to get <laughs> kill two birds with one stone uh, why not why not how many I'm podcasts like, have you done this year this year well in the last year outside ours oh you've done uh, several haven't just you one. Oh no I thought you I thought you did a couple this year in this the year last you no know, in month. the last year in the uh, last twelve months I don't know a couple. But yeah. you've done one this year already? You didn't put your mic in this morning. Sorry. There. You've already done one this year? I think so. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Podcast, how many, uh, what do you I think, Kevin? I can't remember if it was, was December or January. a million podcasts out there right now? What do you think? Um, so uh, there was a stat I heard um, as an ad for Spotify. There's 465,000 podcasts just on Spotify. On Spotify. Wow. Now, you have a podcast now. I do. Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. yours? Tell so everybody. Leaders and Loggers. I love this format. So <laughs> the, uh, the, the premise is we're talking about leadership development, organizational culture, and craft beer, hence the logger piece. And so every week, um, it's a... 30-minute show, which is just long enough to share a beer w- in a conversation with someone. Man, we try really hard to get 30 minutes. That's what we started <laughs> off with. We're like, okay, 30 minutes, and then now we're just like every time, an hour. Bang. I know. We just get caught up in conversation. And the next and thing you know. And then you're like, oh, okay, do you have a script? Like, do you go by? So I. Do you like try to <coughs> stay within that 30 minutes? If it's just me, which is two, only two of my, my episodes I've had a guest on, so I do script out a little bit 
of, of the show. I always script out my show, the, my intro, which is mm-hmm. always the same, kind of just, hey, here's what I'm talking about right. this week in the beer that we're talking with. So it always starts with, hey, here's what we're, here's we're going to talk about. Here's the beer. Let's let's pour a glass and, and kind of give it a review and, and talk about it. Nice. And then usually it's two or three um, topics that week. And then I always end, and this was a recommendation from someone who's been on your podcast, yep. Bruce Waller. Yep. And he said, hey, you should end with a last call. Interesting. <laughs> and so kind of right. like you're, you're leaving, the, you know, leaving a bar. Hey, last call. Right. It's time to you know, grab it. So the last call is always a tip um, that someone can take back with them for That's the week. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. What was your last, last call? So <laughs> last, last call. Um, this last week um, talked a little bit about um, the Mamba mentality with, oh, yeah. uh, with the death of Kobe Bryant. Right. So we talked about just some of those things. So I actually brought in a quote um, from Kobe Bryant and let him have the last call. Right. That's and, pretty powerful. Um, There's a lot of them. Which one did you use? So uh, talking about failure. Yeah. Um, and just the if you accept failure um, and talk about just – the, the power of speaking the words of being a failure. He's like, I'm not going to have that mentality. I'm not going right. to talk about it. So I'm just going to continue to move forward, which kind of tied into what I talked about this last week was yeah. the power of positive language. You bring about what you talk about. hundred uh, percent. Mm. Yes. hundred percent. So we say um, that all the time. Like your vibe attracts your tribe, tribe which I hate the, that like phrase I'm trying to come up with that's a much better what much did you be- say again you bring about what you talk about you bring yeah. about what you talk about I like that much better yeah. than your vibe attracts your tribe you know maybe we should do something like a lot of people on Instagram they're like oh my gosh I have these like horrible people on there oh yeah and it's like okay well what are you what are you talking about or what are you com- like if they're complaining or they're mm-hmm. trying to be really like stand up for something well then because they see you doing that, then they're gonna say it, do the same thing, but they're gonna be standing up to your artwork or your thoughts and all that stuff because it's because you're that's what you're putting out. So yeah, totally agree with that. Yeah, that's why I try to br- pull out like positivity and you're doing such a good job. So then everyone else says that to me. Like, it, it, it works. It does work. Uh, you, yeah, yeah. Maybe we should do a review. Like I've never we don't had do Logger here, but maybe we should do I've a I've never had review. like a bad person say like, oh, Seth looks horrible. Well, good. You'd be in therapy I for think the a last, month. Like, weird, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last weird comment I got was I was wearing a beanie and she's like, this looks so great, but why are you wearing a beanie inside? I'm like, <laughs> why do you have to comment on that? It's just weird. <laughs> it was just a question. I know. It's just a question. But it's just and, weird. and if you truthfully answered it, you would have said because uh. I didn't wash my hair. <laughs> Dad knows me so well. <laughs> so I should have said. Yeah. Well, I've seen y'all do like tea, different tea reviews <laughs> on <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, from other places. From other yeah. places. We need to do another one. I know. Uh, <laughs> we just haven't gone somewhere. We didn't go when we go to New York. We should try tea out oh, there. Oh, that's a that's Ugh. a that's an interesting thought. Yeah. So I gotta ask. I've been dying ever since because I've been trying not to ask all the good stuff before <laughs> the podcast because we had breakfast first. But favorite beer? Favorite beer? Uh, it's more of a fast question, but I want to dig. I, I want to pull the three. No, I want to pull the three because there's nothing <laughs> fast about this answer. So, so my favorite just go to uh, right away is just a good old Shiner. Shiner. Okay, that's legit. But so Shiner's got say a couple. IPA. Shiner, yeah, no, just regular straight, old up, sh- Shiner. straight up Shiner box. Yep. Uh, that's, there's there's that's some there's some truth there. Um, yeah. I mean, if if Shiner Blonde is actually 
pretty good too. Well, so uh, when I came in yesterday, I I met um, one of our, the reps I work with with MetLife for happy hour, mm-hmm. and uh, so I we were over in Deep Ellum, and and so I had the Deep Ellum Dallas Blonde, which is kind of my go-to if if I see it on the shelf as well. Right, right. Um, it's that's pretty light, isn't it? Yeah, it's a it's a good light beer. How, what what other mainstream would you compare it to? And I know that craft hates <coughs> to be compared to mainstream, but if you put it in a category, um, oh, I would say it's like a step up from like a Bud Light. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, Bud Lights. Yeah, if you're looking for good cheap beer. <laughs> All day long. All day long, you could drink it, but but yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not here for that stuff. So, have you seen the commercials? I thought the cheap beer was Keystone. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it's called? Keystone. Yeah, Keystone. Yeah. Good, Keystone good light. job, sis. <laughs> yeah. I don't drink. So. Keystone or or or, or, uh, or Natty Light. Natty. Yeah. <laughs> so, have you seen the commercials for Bud Light Seltzer? Yes. Have you tried <gasps> one? Have you seen the all black beer can? I think it's Budweiser. Uh, yeah, bu- Budweiser, their their midnight lager. Yes. Which I someone sent this to me, <laughs> and they're like, "I know you don't drink, but you have to get this beer can." And I was like, "I do." <laughs> <laughs> so I have seen the commercial. I have not tried it. I'm not much of a seltzer person. I, so is it beer with seltzer in it? I think it's just they're they're trying to like Alka Seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you just put a little Alka Seltzer in there. Fizzle. <laughs> it, it cures the hangover while you're drinking. Yeah, it, it it's might brilliant. Be, I think everybody has, has tried to. Um, it's brilliant. Too. Ride the ride the train of yeah, yeah, yeah. of White Claw, and, and the hard oh, seltzer. I heard yeah. about this and one. which right. is really geared towards women. Um, not necessarily as beer drinkers, but, but all hey, the men are like, "Ooh, I like this." And and. Uh, it's, it's kind of girly. Hi- it's very girly. It is. And um, I know most. What's most your favorite flavor? We know you've tried it. I actually have not tried what? any. I, I, it just it doesn't appeal to me. Okay, so you should at least try it on your podcast. I if so if I if I have a guest who's like, hey, I'm not a beer drinker, but you know, I'm like, okay, what about this, this, and this? Yeah. You know, I'll give them some options. So if, if you know, I have. Um, a couple of, of female friends who want to be on the show. And That's a great idea. Yeah, say, hey, let's not maybe not do beer, but let's. You know who started? The, you know who started this years ago when you were just a baby. You remember the commercials, Bartles and James, the mm-hmm. old commercials. Oh uh, man, you got to go do some. You might Google be aging yourself, Dad. I know. I, I totally He's am. Not as old <laughs> as but, you. Um, <laughs> they started the. They they were the original quote unquote wine cooler. Okay. Back in the like oh my gosh this may be 25 years ago i am really starting to date myself but now it's starting to come around so here's the thing um bud lights has been doing this massive advertising blitz on this and so i was in the store the other day and i thought okay they've done a really good job i want to try one of these and just see what the heck is it is it seltzer water is it alcohol seltzer in in beer is Mm -hmm. it what what is it the only thing they're merchandising are 12 packs and i'm like I don't want to try 12. I just want to try one. They just know that you love it so much Well, so that well, you're going to want I, the well, 12. I didn't get any. I didn't get any. Well, right next to it was something called Truly, <laughs> um, which apparently is similar. And it was on the shelf right next. And they actually had a six-pack. And I'm like, okay, for like four bucks, I'll, I'll get a six-pack. I won't get a 12-pack. So I, I brought it home. I tried it. Hated it. Took two sips, threw it away. I, when Bryn comes down today, I hope he likes it. The <laughs> best 
invention marketing tactic is the grocery stores where you can like pick and choose and set your own yeah, just pack or just six yes, pack. Yeah, yeah. That's really Genius. smart. I wish like you could do that with everything. Like <laughs> <laughs> like sports drinks. Sometimes <laughs> I don't want the all blue. Sometimes I want some yellow. Oh my gosh. Or that would be that'd be really, that's smart. really smart. What else yeah. could what else would be a good one with that? Everything. Candy. Sometimes I don't. Well, I mean, you kind of get that in the candy yeah. things where you can make, but make cereal. Your own thing. Sometimes oh, I just want cereal. half of my cereal to be this and the other half to be that. Well, they also. Well, they do. They already have those like miniature packets. There you go. But they're not. It's called variety packs. But those variety packs. Pick. They're not big enough because I want like two of them. Yes. yes. Thank you. Yes. I totally agree. So if you could like pick your own variety pack. That's so cool. That would be genius. That would be smart. Yeah. I know. So what's your day job, Kevin? So I'm a consultant for Gallagher. So you got to tell everybody what Gallagher so is. Gallagher, you and I know what it yeah, is. Yeah, so Gallagher is um, it's the fourth largest uh, insurance brokerage firm in the world, um, headquartered out of uh, Rolling Meadows, or actually, yeah, Rolling Meadows, Illinois. So I Chicago did not land. know it was in the Chicago <coughs> land. How about that? I just yeah, Chicago land. In fact, I'm heading there next week. Good. And, uh, and I work out of our West Texas office, which came about um, as a merger with my dad and his business partner. They had been in business for, uh, as their own agency for about four years, nice. um, but they had been working together for um, my dad's business partner's father for like 20 years. Wow. And, and uh, they had offered to buy the business from him, and he said no and um, and turned it away. and. <laughs> Um, and uh, so they started their own agency and then sold to Gallagher in 2014. Nice. To help establish um, the first West Texas office. Wow. And they brought me on board in 2016. I was working in the oil and gas industry as the director of sales and marketing for a small service firm. Nice. And uh, got laid off uh, during the downturn in 2016. And so my dad called me and said, hey, why don't you come work for me? Nice. And I've uh, been there since... April 1st. I don't know if it was an April Fool's joke or <laughs> what <laughs> uh, of that year, but uh, so uh, been there in, in working with organizations all over um, Texas and kind of the South Central United States. Um, oh, yeah. So you're not restricted just to West Texas. No, yeah. no. Gallagher's very niche driven. Right. So find an industry that you are familiar with or um, know well in certain areas, or maybe you're just passionate about things. Sure. And go after those those organizations. And so for, for us in West Texas, it's heavily oil and gas related. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, Most everything. E- even if you're not working oil and gas, you're working oil and gas. Right. 100%. And, uh, and so I've been there almost So you're Midland-based? Midland-based. Yeah. Um, I was born and raised in Midland. Nice. Um, and uh, I, I try my best to get away, but there is just this magnet there is. Um, to West Texas. And uh, you've got to have a really good luck to, to break that. Yeah. I really gone west i've gone to lubbock maybe like once or twice but like for a day and i'm like in there in the hotel and then out like i've never really seen lubbock so and lubbock's more more like the the south plains than it is west texas it's technically west texas but it's different 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 vibe yeah um it's university vibe yeah yeah midland and i noticed that you keep saying midland and not midland odessa if you're from odessa i think people say midland odessa (laughs) <laughs> if you're from Midland, it's you just Midland. Midland. Yeah, there there is definitely um, a a uh, rivalry between the two yeah. towns that goes back 
many, many years. Oh, wow. And yeah. I mean, if people are familiar with the uh, Friday, Friday Night, Night Lights, Lights. Yeah, man. Um, that is about Odessa Permian, and uh, and a lot of the stories in the in the book of Friday Night Lights are kind of have a, a biased slant yeah. um, as Midland as these elitists. Right. Um, and, and it is very still kind of that same way. Midland's very much white collar. Odessa's very much blue collar. You, you come to raise a family in Midland right. and you raise hell in Odessa. That's what I've always <laughs> heard. Good morning. That's our favorite little baby. We've seen her <laughs> grow up in here. It's so amazing. Totally. <laughs> They've graduated to the play the play area, yeah, though. See them very often. So you do several other things besides this. What uh, are some other? So I am the president of Permian Base in Sherm. Yep, in Sherm uh, for everybody. It, again, you and me language, but for everybody else. So it's the Society for Human Resource Management. Yep. Uh, so we. This is my first year as, as chapter president. Um, I've been on the board now for two and a half years. Nice. And we've, we've grown uh, from my first year on the board. We were 65 active members. We're now 195 active no. members. Nice. And, uh, and then uh, that kind of transformed into I am also the chairman for the West Texas HR Symposium. Which is huge. Uh, which is after our first year, we are now the largest HR conference between Fort Worth and Phoenix. Nice. Um, That's kind of cool. It is, and, and you're coming to speak. I am. I am. Uh, I am probably as excited about this as I am anything this year. Oh, fantastic! I we're am super excited. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're we're excited about that one. I've already got our 2021 keynote speakers lined up. Nice. Um, wow. I've got some big names. I'll I'll tell you off air. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's way cool. Um, and uh, so I, I serve in that capacity. I am also involved um, on what's a. Uh, working group for an organization called Priority Midland, mm. which is uh, was instituted last year to help kind of solve the growth issues in Midland. Oh, uh, man. Yes. Uh, Midland, if you're not, if you haven't seen what's been going on in Midland, Odessa the last decade yeah. and with the, the oil boom, we have grown significantly um, and it's brought a lot of Outgrown your britches. Yeah, absolutely. We, yeah. And so it's put a lot of strain on education uh, infrastructure, infrastructure, housing, definitely. quality of place, uh, health care. And yeah. so um, the city leaders last year said, hey, we're going to bring in um, the McChrystal group. So General McChrystal, yeah, who I know uh, well. and his team came out and said, hey, we're, we've identified these five areas. We're going to develop the structure of teams. And so uh, they brought uh, I volunteered to serve on the quality of place working group, which is to help solve um, two two areas: the built environment and the connected environment. So, how do we m make Midland look kind of cohesive? Right. And then, how do we connect people in organizations? Things. The the running joke is there's nothing to do in Midland. Uh, yeah. And uh, in fact, we right. out of our working group, we are launching a website called Nothing to Do in Midland .com, <laughs> which will help promote local events and businesses for people who are coming in and say, hey, there are things to do here. That's kind of brilliant, actually. <laughs> um, and, uh, and and that, that kind of came about as, as I, I run this Facebook page called Maybe in Midland, Odessa, which started um, as uh, I wanted to bring Chipotle to Midland eight years ago. Right. And I had seen that in Lubbock, there was a group of students who kind of created before change.org came out right. and said, hey, we're going to petition and try to gain people um, to collectively try to bring Chipotle to Lubbock. And they had like 10,000 students um, following this. I'm wow. Like, okay, that's brilliant. Yep. I I really want to do that. So I copied it. We we created Bring Chipotle to Midland Odessa. <laughs> and, and it worked. Oh, no way. That's and awesome. it worked. In fact, the... Um, the real estate development team out of Lubbock 
actually talked about our page to Chipotle and said, hey, there is a fan, there, there's a following in Midland, Odessa. That's this is why you need right. to come. And so after the success of that one, we had other people start sending me, hey, bring this place and this place. And it's like, I can't create a page for every single one of right. these. Yeah. So it, what started as maybe in Midland and then Odessa said, hey, we kind of feel left out. And yeah. I'm like, I don't want to exclude you because, right. I mean, we are grown to, to one another now. Right. Uh, Dallas Fort Worth. <coughs> I mean, yeah, mid- so yeah, yeah. Midland Odessa is you know known as the Petroplex, right? And um, so it's a mini Metroplex, and so it's, it grew to mid- maybe a Midland Odessa. Now we've got fourteen thousand followers on that page. Holy cow! And um, it's allowed us to actually engage in conversations with places like Top Golf and some of these national chain, um, you know, retail restaurant um, entertainment facilities. Say, hey, you should. Think about yeah. maybe coming to Midland. What's the total population up there now? Both cities. So both cities were about three hundred and fifty thousand. That's legit. That's um, big. So it's it's significant. Um, I remember we hit a hundred thousand um, in two thousand and five, just for Midland. Wow. And uh, today we're probably close to one hundred and eighty thousand in just the Midland Metro. Golly, close to doubling. Wow. Um, so it's it's a sig- significant growth out yeah. there, and then. Uh, other endeavors. I'm the uh, the lead video director for Stonegate Fellowship, nice. which is a church I attend, and, and that's a lot of fun um, to kind of be involved with the number of productions and um, events that we do uh, on a, on a weekly basis. We have about a thousand people watch our our live stream. Wow! And um, for for Christmas, we did we had ten different Christmas services, which was a blast. It was my first Christmas to work. Ten. 10 services. Wow. <laughs> we had just under 10,000 people oh come through gosh. the church. That's um, awesome. And had a, this really massive production. Um, the team there, we've got some really talented folks who, uh, one of our, our lead pa- uh, worship pastors, he and his wife um, have their own, um, they do their own recording and write their own music and, and nice. released albums. Um, we have another guy who was on staff at Step Down who was on um, The Voice this last season on John Legend's team. What? That's um, so cool. In fact, uh, so his name is Matt New. In fact, he's going to be our Thursday night performer at the HR Symposium. Nice. Um, come oh. out and play. and, and uh, That's going to be awesome. And then, uh, and we just, I mean, there's some super talented folks that we've got out there. So we did this big production that ended with um, Tyler's rendition of Drummer Boy. Right. And from a, a visual standpoint, we had this giant scrim that came down from uh, the ceiling and the band was behind it. And so we had a video uh, oper- camera operator who was on stage who was filming and we projected with effects onto the scrim. Nice. And then had lighting effect from behind. And then at the very end, the big cl- uh, climactic buildup, the scrim drops and then it's, you know lights and, oh, and all cool. the cool stuff that comes with it. So that's uh, way cool. And so it was really fun to kind of direct the video piece of that one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's way cool. You know, I'm I'm on a um, silent mission. Maybe I should be more vocal instead of silent to change Sherm's name. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to listen to me, but I've been inspired in listening to how you're getting things done out there. I think that um, Sherm is holding back the profession by their name. Because the Society of Human Resources, we are we are way beyond human resources. Absolutely. We are way beyond this. Uh, you know, that dates back to 1911. Mm-hmm. And as long as we keep... You said this earlier, words matter. 
And as long as we keep calling ourselves a society of human resources, we're going to stay in this box of being, uh, you know, movers of resources that we see humans as being. And it, it, I'm, I'm telling you, if we don't get beyond that, we will always stay in this box. And the message of the current modern day Sherm is, uh, you know, HR needs to step up and be more. They need to be transformative and not transactional. Well, guess what? We got to start calling ourselves something different. Yep. That's why we changed it in our place. We're, we're not HR. We're the people group. Uh, Google doesn't call it that. Pe- Google calls it people operations. Um, it's. I, I think that we're doing ourselves a disservice in the profession by sticking with this old century-old tag that really doesn't describe um, who we are and what we are. It's just, it's just my own personal mission. Nobody's listening to me yet, but impact what you can impact. I've changed our name. Well, so this summer, uh, Sherm is, is releasing a new um, certification qualification program called the People Management Qualification Program. Sure, um, yeah. Because there's so many, so many leaders um, that uh, manage people that nece- aren't necessarily HR folks. 100%. And so how do we help develop those people to have the skills necessary to, you know, manage people. And that's, and that's kind of how my podcast got launched was there's just a hunger for how do we develop our managers? Thank you. And, and, you know, we, uh, people, people don't quit companies, they quit their managers. So how do we help develop those managers and develop the culture around the organization? Somebody would just write a book on this. Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) That um, was that that was the the whole premise behind uh, Saturday morning tea. That if it, if if there was a book I wish I had when I was a first time manager, it was that one, mm-hmm. right? Because um, why are we not teaching people to be people leaders, right? right? And I, man, I'm right there with you. Welcome to my purpose and my mission in life. <laughs> So uh, one other one other area I get to volunteer, and so I'm on the board of trustees for the uh, Museum of the Southwest. There's a museum for the Southwest. For the Southwest, um, nice. It's it's kind of three three museums in one. So we have the art museum, right? And then we have the uh, children's museum, which we're currently renovating, um, and construction for that will start this year, which is really kind of neat because most children's museums in the past have been um, more about the emphasis on here's like little exhibits and stuff right. for, for kids. Right. And we, we had for years this um, kind of my town, so like a miniature uh, Midland that, you know, kids could learn how to be in the grocery store. Nice. And, and, and right. it was great, but it hadn't changed in 20 years. <laughs> and so there's a really big push for d- giving kids the opportunity for free play. Oh, yeah. In, yeah. in using their imagination and learning how to interact with other children and do right. those things. So we've got in one corner will be just dedicated to free play. Then we have the maker space. So, hey, let's let's maybe do some pottery or Sis, or maker space. I love it. Um, you know, and so that will be draw flowers. You know, I. I actually messaged you on your Instagram a couple months ago and said, hey, I, I would love for you to come out. Did I respond? No. <gasps> Sis. It's because it goes through my 99 plus <laughs> followers. You got to email me. 
We'll, okay. fig- we'll figure this out um, here in just a couple <clears throat> minutes. Yeah. I'm so yeah. sorry. Gosh, that's so embarrassing. Um, well, because we've, uh, we've, we've got a big event that we do every year called Septemberfest, which started out uh, 50 years ago as a art festival. Nice. Um, so we bring in artists, and they set up booths and stuff. In, in the th- it was kind of an end-of-summer party um, along with it, and, and it did kind of start out as like a Oktoberfest meets art fest. Nice. Uh, mentality and then kind of shifted more towards art fest and now it's kind of shifting back to okay we've done this for 50 years what is it? art festivals quite aren't the same as they used to be anymore because of things like etsy and right. you know, ebay and, and all these things where people can share and get get things from people without having to to go, go and, and actually do it do it i know and so we're, we're in conversations to look at redeveloping september fest possibly into being more of Hey, let's teach people and create engagement and programs for them to come with their families and learn processes for art. Love it. Um, and then my favorite piece of the whole museum is our planetarium. And we ha- have in the planetarium um, this year, uh, or was put in this last year, is what's called Science on a Sphere. And this was provided by, by Simerex. And so it's a six foot globe that has four projectors that project onto it. Nice. Uh, NOAA um, is who developed it. So they're actually using satellite imagery and data. Oh, no way. To collect NOAA all as in not NOAA and the ARC, but <coughs> NOAA, N-O-A-A. The National the, the Oceanic yeah. uh, something, something. Something, I don't, yeah. yeah. I have It's no the idea. weather people. Yeah. And so there's 600 different programs that you can project onto this globe. So if you wanted to take someone on a tour of the solar system, you could project every planet, every moon that those planets had onto this globe. That's so cool. I mean, if you wanted to look at the history of, you know, the last 20 years of hurricanes or earthquakes, you can see those like it was played out, you know, in real time. It's some really cool stuff. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, And you you can control it from from this little tablet um, off to the side. So it's very interactive. That's so cool. And so for me, in, in my my own background is in aerospace science, and um, before I kind of jumped into this world and in organizational management. Um, so for me, anything that relates to space or aerospace, like that, automatically catches my attention. So oh. we have they have these three these three entities within the Museum of the Southwest. Now, where is the museum actually? So the museum is in Midland, um, downtown. It, it's close to downtown. So if you've been to Midland, it's it's kind of in between the downtown and the hospital district i got you right um it kind of in an area known as old midland okay um, yeah i know where that is and uh so there's some really cool stuff the the art museum is in an old um mansion the turner mansion which the turner family um has some history to the kentucky derby they've actually have a kentucky derby winning horse nice and so we've got the trophies for the kentucky derby in in the museum and uh, I think this either this year or next year we're talking about bringing back a derby party. Um, that would be so cool because uh, people just love love yeah. a good opportunity to get wear dressed a big up hat. And, and get and come wear on a big, party. Wear a big hat, sis. That would be right <coughs> up your alley. Get it? Hat. A, a big hat day. Any yeah. any reason to wear a big gigantic hat? Leadership wise, uh, if you go back and look at best advice you've ever been given from a mentor or a leader that. It's like your go-to when you're mentoring somebody or you're having a conversation. What's what's that one? What's that one thing you tell? That one. Th- uh, ask questions. It's okay to if you don't know the answer, ask questions. Yeah. Be curious. Uh-huh. Yeah. And always always learn things. Even when someone asks you a question, you don't know 
you know, the answer. It's like, look, I don't know. Let me go, go ask questions. Let me find out those things. Always, yeah. always but is there a balance, though? Because we have this um, in, like, the art community, it's always, like, Yes, uh, we want to ask questions, right. but then sometimes we get annoyed. I'm like, you could have Googled this and it pops up on the first page. So, and I, but I love when like, especially like in the mentor setting, like, yes, obviously like ask questions, all that stuff. But I'm trying to figure out like, where's the balance of tell like telling them if they're asking the questions and then guiding them into mm -hmm. like figure it out yourself type of thing what are your thoughts on that so i think it's more of a, a generational thing um i think for millennials gen x or millennials gen z and, and younger there you can go out in, in youtube and search you know how do i do this this and you know right. or that and for those who aren't as tech savvy you know there's a, a different set of well where can i go find this mm -hmm. and so i think for millennials and younger there is at first hey if i don't know the answer i can just whip out my phone and quickly google something and if right. i if i can't find the answer if, or, if, or if it's a question that's not necessarily google searchable right mm -hmm. then i can go ask someone that that i know so might how do have we phrase that of like Instead of just saying, like, ask questions, like, what's a better <coughs> phrase what's of... It's curiosity. I mean, it it's goes so to... Being so be curious. Be curious, right? Well, look, there's a fine line that if we're not careful, we become enablers. Right. Yeah. And I think what um, where Allie's going is that if people are asking for the answer, because I agree with you, it's ask questions... But if I'm asking for the answer, then you can become an, able, an enabler. Right. But if I'm asking for, um, you know, how, then that's different because there's a difference between... Asking out of curiosity. Yeah, there's a difference between the what and the how. Right. Tell me what to do versus um, explain to me how I could go about this. Right. Yeah, I like that better. Right? Because I mean, we had this conversation earlier this morning that we were talking about a professor from Harvard and Intel had invited him to come talk about an article that he wrote. And the CEO, Andy Grove of Intel at the time, he said, look, we've only got 10 minutes. Everything's changed. Just kind of cut right to the answer and tell us what to do. And the professor held his ground. He said, I got to set up some context because if I skip to what you think the answer is without context, you haven't learned how to apply this. And the answer may or may not apply to you. And so he held his ground. He spent 20 minutes talking about the model, gave an example, and then when they got to the end, completely different outcome. And so I, I agree with you. We need to be curious. We need to be asking questions. But if we're always asking for the what instead of the how, we could rob ourselves. Or right. the why. And I think the why has to be um, right there with you. I, I agree, sis. Um, we're all driven by a need to understand. If you don't believe that, just find a five-year-old and take a 60-minute <laughs> trip for him and with him. And the next thing you know, it's like, why is the sky blue? Why did you turn left? <laughs> you know, why do cows eat grass? And I mean, it's just all these things. We have this this hunger mm -hmm. to know why. We talk about this frequently too. There's 
there's uh, four or five whys that everybody needs to understand in order to really, you know, move forward. You know, why me? Why now? Why is it important? Why do it this way? Um, and those are important. Mm-hmm. Those are important to know also, especially when you're setting expectations for other people. Man, we're going to run out of time. Look, it's just flying by. Let's do high-low real quick. I know. Three minutes. we got to go. Bye. Oof, man. <laughs> Bang. See, this is what happens is that our podcast, we just, like, chit-chat for 30 minutes, and then the meat of stuff is in the last 30 minutes. People like to skip forward to, like, yeah. the 30 minutes. I tell people this sometimes all the time. I'm like, well, if you just want to get to the meat, just, just go to go here. To go to the 30-minute mark. Go to the 30-minute mark. What's high-low, sis? Oh, man. You know my low. I had, I had to call you. I know. And you didn't pick up, which I knew. <laughs> I was sitting in an interview with somebody. But I was sitting crying <laughs> in the airport. Well, thank I goodness you didn't. Moment. Thank goodness you didn't <laughs> FaceTime me, or I would have had to ask my person I was interviewing, excuse me, but my daughter's crying in an airport. I need to put this on hold. <laughs> I am so I sorry. I bet you would have understood. It was a she, and she probably would have. Yes, yeah. 100%. She would probably have been like, Oh, Please you take do that. this. I know. Please take that. That was call. your low. You want to tell everybody what your low is? I missed my first flight ever in the history of my 28 years or 29 years. And this includes, Kevin, this includes running to airplanes. Literally running. <laughs> sprinting um, to airplanes. When her and her mother Cutting travel together, close. I mean, it is. I've never missed a thing. And then I get there because tight. I typically, when I'm not traveling with mom, I'm like, okay, I get there an hour before. I'm going to try to sit there for me. an hour. So I'm sitting there for the whole hour. Really, I've gone to the bathroom. It I, says, I it get says into Dallas. The it's the time. It says Dallas. It's the time. Go and um, scan my phone. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, where are you going? Dallas? He's like, you're on the wrong one. I'm like, you're going to Dallas. Can I please get on this one? <laughs> He's like, go to the ticket. So I had to go to the ticket counter. She's like, yeah, you're at the wrong one. You're at the other 815 Dallas one. Why would an airport have two Dallas 815s? And guess where the gates were? Opposites. And I look at the board, and it's like delayed till 825. I'm like, I can make it. So I'm running. And I get there. There's not a single soul in the gate. And I'm like, is this 825 to Dallas? Like, we called you on the intercom. I'm like, I'm on the other side. I can't hear your intercoms on the other side. I'm at the other 815. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. We already closed the gate. I was like, it says you're not leaving until 825. Everyone was on except you, and we waited for you. And then we decided to close it. I was like. Oh, that's so sad. They did not make crying. a they did not make an airport uh, announcement. They only made a gate announcement. I've yes. had that happen only once in traveling. And coming back from. Nashville in 2017, I went up there to see the solar eclipse. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Which, you know, it's coming through Texas in 2024. If you're in the, the Dallas area, you're in a great spot yeah. to be to see it. I'd pay 10 times what I paid to go see that again. Yeah. It was just that phenomenal. But trying to get back to Midland, um, travel delays, weather delays. Right. Mm-hmm. I get to the airport here in Dallas to connect to Midland and opposite ends of the terminal. Yep. Yep. And Sure enough, I run from one side to the other, and they already pushed the plane back. Ugh. And it is what it is, and it was a last flight home, too. Oh, no. And okay. so they said, you know, we'll put you up in a hotel, and and uh, we'll get you on the next flight. And I said, that's great. And, you know, you know, things happen. You can't control. Yeah. You can only control your attitude. You can't control that's the right. circumstances. Yeah. And so 
You know, I was like, the lady in front of me, she was furious about missing. And so I was like, I told the gauge, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> whatever you whatever you want me to do, yeah. I'll, I'll do I'll go it. do it. <laughs> and, and it was funny because I saw her the next morning and she said, hey, thanks for being so so nice last night. Here's here's pre-boarding. Oh, yes. See? So. Pays to be nice. See? It pays to be nice. So does she have a high this I week? Was sitting, I was cry- I was like holding back tears and they could tell. They're like, we're so sorry. We're so sorry. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like just leave me alone so I can go call my dad. <laughs> Oh, but then they I put me on it, standby, and then luckily I'm a list. I got on, I was bang, up on the top bang. of the standby list. So I know I got on. up top of the standby list, but still center seat. Still center seat. Mm. I know. But it's short like, flight. Dang it! Thank goodness. What was your high? Oh, but there's cheerleaders on that flight. Nice. They're all talking about the cheer episode. Oh, so you had something to talk if about? If I wasn't so tired, I would have been like, Oh my gosh, yes, <laughs> cheer! <laughs> I love your shows. But I was, like, dead because I had to get up at, like, 4.45. We are very, very spoiled to where our airports are in our backyard. I know it. Like, yep. 15 minutes tops. Right. When I go to Denver or, or other friends and it's, like, an hour and a half away <laughs> from the airport, I'm like, what? I know. How could you possibly live yes. so far away from transportation? But I forget <laughs> that people live that far away from know. an airport. Well, they have to Denver built their airport practically in Kansas. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking. But it was about the only place they could go and get 20,000 acres. I yep. mean, they had to go well, way out there. I had a freaky... I always send my, like, travel... Like, when I f- take a lift, I always send the... Wherever I'm going, you can send them your your itinerary, and so it can you can track where they're going oh. on their phone. Right. Um, because a creepy guy was like, "Hey, I need to pull over and use the restroom." And I was like, what? "Absolutely not." Hundred percent no. Yeah, I that's said, a hard stop. No. I was like, "Nope, you can't do that." He's like, "Okay." <laughs> just going to pee in my pants. I know. So I texted Amanda and I was like, this is weird. He just asked me that. So I was like, stay on this. So for the whole hour, she's like, why are you stopping? I was like, we're stuck in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> she was watching the whole time. The whole time. Yeah. See, that's really, that's really yeah. good. Do you have a high? Hi. Seeing Amanda. Yeah, I went to Denver and saw my friend. I'm going to see her again in, in next week, Friday. We're going to L.A., which I'm so excited about. Man, that's great. But let me pull out my high-low app. There you go, the high-low app. I had a good, um, like a good got stuff done on my computer, like bookkeeping, and I actually did like my finances at the end of the month. Nice, sis. Go, I girl. Like, man, I'm a boss. <laughs> Um, but I had another like very boss moment and I love it when clients are like, man, I had two. So if you're having to deal, if you're like an artist and you're having to deal with contracts, you're going to drink my tea, picked up my tea. Um, and you're having to deal with contracts. If it says work for hire, immediately immediately cross it out stop taking a photo of me i can't take i can't speak okay (laughs) she can't she can't talk and have a photo (laughs) taken so i was sent a contract this week and it had work for hire in it and i had to tell him to take it out and had to to take a call about so tell everybody what that means so if you read a work for hire and i'm gonna do an instagram post about this 
Roxy and Phoebe are good friends of mine. They originally pointed it out to me, and I'm so thankful for them for mentioning it because I wouldn't have even, I probably would have just skimmed through that section and be like, okay, work for hire. Because you think about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're hiring me to work. But if you actually read this section, it states that they own everything that you create within right. that, like, say, you're right. working for them for three months because they have the arts release for only that three months. Every revision, every thought, right. every thought, literally, it says ideas, then that client owns. Right. And so even if they didn't pick a revision because you gave right. them two concepts, they get that. They get them. Right. No matter what. So it's horrible. It's just. Good gonna tip. try to start a petition to get work for hire taken good, out of. It's a good tip. Well, some people, some contracts. contract, some gig contractors, they're then fine with that. For it. Right, but some gig contractors don't mind that. They actually say, "Hey, I will work for you and give you ideas." So there are some people like that, but it's very smart you on your to part charge, to say you if have you're to charge for it. That's right. Like I'm only giving them this specific thing right. for you six months. You, you don't, don't get, get anything, anything else. else. If that's you right. want something else, you got to pay for that's it. That's right. That's good. So I felt like a boss at that moment, and then I had to explain to them why, and then they're like, "All right," and then they re then ex really respected me, and I'm like, yeah. "Okay, she knows what she's talking about." That's and awesome. I had another client where, and she's told me this multiple times, and I just like gush, and I'm just like dad raised me right every single time she says that she's like i've only been talking to you for two weeks and i feel like i've been working with you for years you are just so professional and just on your game and i just really it's just really refreshing i've never within the 20 years i've been doing this i've never worked with anything with anyone like you so good job dad you raised me right yay <laughs> yay that's so awesome i know so those are my highs and lows yeah kevin hilo a high would definitely be the concert last night. Yeah, man. Um, that was just phenomenal. I was going through uh, even pictures. Even standing for that long? Even standing for that long. Um, what shoes were you wearing? M <laughs> my boots. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Um, well, I had I had the rail at the front to oh, kind of lean that on. Helps. So it, it helped a lot. Yeah. I couldn't, I don't know how people in the back would have stand because 4,000 people kind of pushed oh. up. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there were some awkward moments, people kind of like rubbing up against me last night, but. You know. In that setting, you just everyone just like it yeah. That's when it you is. check yeah. your wallet. It <laughs> is, yeah, it's like every once in a while, I would just kind of like make a move. I'm like, okay, I can still feel it back there. Yeah. Um, I should have put it in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> but then I would feel weird. I'm like, this doesn't feel right. Right. Um, yeah, the concert for sure. I mean, I was going through all the photos and videos I took last night. You know, making edits, posting some of them on Instagram this morning while um, getting ready, and just it was phenomenal. It was everything that I had, had hoped it would be. That's so nice. It was, it was fantastic. That's awesome. Low? Uh, low. So uh, on the way over, I got a uh, co-worker um, who's kind of in a, a regional management role who doesn't quite agree um, to the extent with me doing a lot of the speaking engagements I'm doing because that's not necessarily what my job entitles, but that's what I keep getting asked to come talk to organizations on right. leadership development, developing teams, talking about culture and and it's great brain exposure, but some of those engagements, um, I'm having to kind of represent myself because he's like, I don't want you going to do that. I'm like, well, I'm accepted. I'm going. I'm just going to pay for it myself then um, and, and represent my, my own brand, right. um, which luckily the, the podcast has kind of become that brand. So all of my presentations now have a leaders and loggers um, branding to them. Right. And so 
um, just still kind of dealing with that. And I'm like, I don't have time for, for this negativity, the stress, the anxiety that comes with it. So I've, I've, I pretty much just deleted um, and blocked him from my cell phone. Like, if you want to call and talk to me, you can email me or call me on my office number because I don't have time for this. Dang. Those are low moments. That's a weed. <laughs> <laughs> and you very, plucked it. Very much so. Yeah, I, I had a good friend um, right after we did our first um, HR symposium last August um, reach out to me and because uh, I, I at just the stress and all of the things that went on with that event kind of had a, a small mental breakdown um, that uh, it finally not, not only mentally but like uh, the weekend right after we got done like all the stress and tension like released into my back and I w- woke up one night in the, just in tremendous back pain I couldn't couldn't move couldn't do anything and so my friend Mike um, called me and said, hey, I just want to check in with you. I want to talk to you. He said, yeah, I know you're involved with a lot of different things. And so um, he said, do you have a personal value statement? Uh, and I'm like, I don't know what that is. And he said, well, there, he said, I, I created this value statement that, you know, if, if whatever I'm doing doesn't agree with one of these I six items. Right. So if it doesn't improve my career, it doesn't, you know. Invest, if I don't invest in my family, if it doesn't invest in me personally, yeah, I said I, I just say no to it. Yeah, and so since since he gave me that advice, I've kind of written down these things. Okay, does this improve and invest in my career development? Does this improve and invest in my personal development? Does this improve and invest in my family? Does it improve and invest with my close friendships? Does it need to be all of them or just any one of the five or six? It doesn't. Yeah, it's just. That have to check every box. I have a client that has that for their business. And so everything that is designed has to hit at least three things. Um, So I think that's like a, if there's like a list of 12, it has to at least hit three in order for it to be. Does that work pretty well for you? It's so far. So I've I've learned to say no a lot more. Yeah. Which uh, beforehand it was like, oh yeah, I want to take every opportunity and, and, you know, get involved with whatever I can to kind of build up my own personal branding and, and networking, but that becomes too much. And so, uh, so since then I'm like, okay, if it's not going to help develop me, I'm just going to say no to it. And, and no for it. now, but not forever. Right. So it's Good our job. favorite. I got it right. You did. No so. for now, but not forever. Yeah. I had a, uh, my high for the week is the audible book is done. I com- uh, I hit approve last night on the Audible, um, and thank you very much. Breakfast is ending, so I had to get something to go. <laughs> I'll eat that later. Uh, so Mary Rigliotta uh, did the breakfast, um, the Saturday morning tea um, book, Audible. She is magnificent. So I proved all the Audible files last night. Sis actually started listening to it yesterday. How far did you get, Sis? The first chapter. <laughs> the first chapter. First two minutes. She had three-hour delay in Denver. She could have listened to it, but what yeah, happened? Yeah, my iPads or my iPods were, were the iPods, dead. the AirPods. Yeah, her AirPods were whatever dead. Whatever they're called. Yeah. So many air eyes. Eyes. The the, the her pods. The her ear things were dead. So that's a super big high. So that means that once it goes through Audible quality control, it should be up in two weeks, which is huge. I love. I love that part. Um, so it's a huge high. We have our big annual firm meeting next Tuesday. 
And so we're having it at AT&T Stadium. Oh, wow. On the field. And so I'll be presenting on I a stage from the field. I you already had a no. meeting. That no. was all day. Uh, no, not this one. This one is coming up Tuesday. So I'm actually going to be at the stadium Monday night rehearsing on the field. Wow. So they're putting all of our people in the stands uh, at the 50. And they're building the stage on the field to come up level with the stands. So hmm. when we're standing on the stage... We'll be looking right into the stands, and then they're lowering the big board down to be right above our screen. You can lower that? Yes, that sucker will come all the way down wow. to the ground for maintenance. So they're lowering that. So <clears throat> we're going to have this massive backdrop that will be our projector screen where all of our stuff shows, and then above it will be us on the big screen. It's going to be so weird. So no we're one's rehearsing. going to be watching you on so stage. So I told everybody that's presenting, because I've, I've done this before out there. I've, I've presented out there multiple times with multiple events. And I said, well, here's what's going to happen. Um, you're going to be on stage. You're going to look into the audience. And everyone in the audience is going to be looking up, not at you, because they're going to be looking at the big screen. Because you can't look away from that thing. Yeah. It's just too big. Even when you're at the football game and it's <laughs> all the way up there, you're still going to look at you still up You see players do it from the ground. I mean, they're sitting right there at the game, but they would rather look at the big screen. So, to, um, so Monday night, I'll be at the stadium until 9 o'clock rehearsing and then back again 8 o'clock on Tuesday. And then we kick off at noon. We get a tour, private tour of the, of the stadium. Of course, we have a branded suite out there now. That's cool. So one whole level, level is the Ryan. Um, it's not a suite because it's a one whole section is branded. So it's going to be a pretty cool event. And I didn't really have any. I Seriously, I did not have any lows with the exception of missing your call. That, that was, was a low. That was very sweet. Yeah. You called me right after. I did. Well, and look, I did this interview. I did this. Uh, I did a very different interview because we were interviewing somebody. And I said, hey, look, I really appreciate you coming and spending some time. You know, well-being is really important to us here at Ryan. Um, would you mind going on a walk and talk with me? And, sh and she looked at me and went, walk and talk? I said, hey, look, physical well-being is important. Uh, we're attached to this beautiful thing called the Gallery of Mall. I do that. Get the nerves out. She yeah. was giddy. And yeah. so we did a lap around the mall, and uh, we had our interview, and it was probably one of the most productive. She was so jazzed. Yeah. Because we it's had... it's so nerve-wracking just to sit yeah. in a chair. Well, you're you moving, move. and you're creating energy in your brain, and it was... I mean, there's all these other things going on. I mean, she was amazing. What I, level I mean, did you walk? Did you go on Old Navy? No, but I did point out your murals up there. That they brought carpet samples in yesterday, sis, and they blocked off one whole section of the mall um, with um, ropes, and they had all the different carpet samples. Mm -hmm. And um, because we have access to the mall real early before the shoppers get there, I did my first morning uh, walk, and there were like 30 or 40 people picking out carpet samples, and then they had tile samples downstairs. Yeah. Some pretty cool – they're getting ready to change the gallery. Mm -hmm. They're getting ready to just gut it and redo it, and it's going to be awesome. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's happening. A lot of places. Tesla closed. Oh, wow. Boarded up. Um, J. Crew closed, boarded up. Uh, Papyrus, the card place, boarded up. And Belk is getting ready to, to go out also. 
Hmm. So I think they're taking advantage of that to do some much needed. It hadn't been updated since the 80s. I mean, I'll have a mural there soon. I know. I'm super excited. All right, let's In do some garage. fast. Let's do some fast questions, real quick, and then we will. Uh, we're going to we're going to wrap. Thank you for stopping by for breakfast, yeah. man. This, this has been awesome. Much uh, great surprise. Yeah, this is great. All right, so we got fast questions. Okay. Yep. All right, here we go. Last meal on earth. Uh, chicken tenders from Michael's Charcoal Grill, which is what I had three times last week for my birthday. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's only, like, in, so Midland. It's only in Midland. It's only in Midland. Um, everybody's like, "Why do you want?" And they're not anything like to write home about. But I, I tell people it's the perfect vehicle for what they for their rocket fuel barbecue sauce, which is quite spicy. Mm. Yeah. And so it's like. It's the greatest piece for getting that rocket fuel in my body. Okay, so when rocket I'm out fuel. there, do they I'm bottle this up? <laughs> they do. You can buy. You can buy a bottle of rocket fuel. So, um, I mean, I haven't. I've never bought a bottle of rocket fuel. I just because Michael's is half a mile from my office. Sure. I don't go there a whole lot, but like I took advantage last week and went on Monday for lunch with a friend, Tuesday uh, night dinner with my family, and then Wednesday my birthday, um, our office took me to lunch. Nice. So awesome. I went three days I'm, in a row. I may have to. I may have to check it out when I come out. Michael's is a fantastic place, and for me, it's it's my favorite restaurant of all time because it's aviation themed. Oh, and nice! So it's yeah, I love it. All That's right, awesome. pizza or burgers? Pizza. Didn't even hesitate. Favorite Didn't pizza? Oh, that's nice. Uh, pepperoni with jalapenos. Nice, the jalapeno kick. I like that. Yeah. If you could have lunch with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? Marcus Buckingham. Marcus Buckingham. Uh, see, I could probably He's hook you like up. He's just like spitting these out. I, yeah. could, I could probably hook you up with well, that. You know, I he invited me to dinner at his house, and I had to turn him down because I was actually overseas. And look at his eyeballs. are just got so I big, know. and you're like, you just turned down him. Well, like, and no. he's like, it's wants private, to. It's private dinner. Um, he invited some CPOs and CHROs out to his place to have a roundtable. I was I was in Europe and I couldn't I couldn't go yeah, so his his stuff what he what he does for a living is what I want to eventually get into yeah and uh, you know he was one of the lead researchers at Gallup before uh-huh. he spun so yeah he's a, a he's lot one of the tools I'm working on is is modeled after his stand up assessment oh nice nice well let me see if I can't help out with that see if I can't see if I can't figure out a way to this hook up us. that would be yeah. dying amazing last wish is to have lunch with you. <laughs> What else is? Uh, biggest pet peeve. Oh, right now it's people who share stuff on Facebook without actually seeing checking the link. And oh, so yes. uh, I see this all the time. Like, hey, we've got this missing kid. That was from four years ago, and they've been found. Or right. Like, right. just just hey, before you share something, at least read it first. Right. I, it, it drives me crazy because I'm constantly like, I have one particular friend, and I'm not going to call them out, but we'll share these things all the time, and I'm constantly posting. Found safe, found safe, found safe. <laughs> you know, you can, like, mute them. I know. <laughs> you know, that's a thing. But so you don't have to unfollow them. You can just mute them. I could them. mute them, but, uh, but they, well, I mean, what you have to do? It yeah. gives you entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, I need, I need for them to know that that person has been found safe right. since, since they're so concerned about these things. That's right. I don't think they, like, I think they just probably do it mindlessly because they, that's what they're probably supposed to do. Like, oh, yeah, this gotta came through my right. thing. Yeah. I got well, sure, yeah. it. It's, it's not necessarily just that one. I, I saw earlier this week, you know, with um, all the news around Kobe Bryant's yeah. helicopter crash. There right. was uh, it, the same day that that crash happened was the 15th anniversary of a helicopter crash in Afghanistan that Correct. took the life right. of 30 Marines. And I so that, that story kind of kept getting shared around. Like, why is right. nobody talking about it? It's like, it was 15 years ago. Right, right. Yeah, I saw that also. Yeah, what else is? I think I stopped talking about Kobe every time I that like. Ugh. I know. 
she made me sign a document, Kevin, yesterday saying I would never get on an aer- a helicopter. Well, I wouldn't get on one either. I mean, sin- it's since its inception, it's all it's trying to do is kill people. Uh, well, <laughs> one of our good friends. <laughs> all right, let's keep going. Just Worst had a baby. habit you'll never break. Hello. Worst habit I will never break. Ooh. Uh, like mine is sleeping with my phone under my pillow. <laughs> And looking at it the first thing. Yeah, that's in the probably morning. gonna probably oh. it. I sleep with my phone all the time, right next to my pillow. Yeah, that's that's one that I probably won't ever break. Yeah. Your so. guilty pleasure. Uh, or what you're most asup- obsessed with at the moment. Okay, guilty pleasure because I, I had this conversation a couple years ago at a, a church camp that I was a counselor at, and and for me it's. 90s boy bands. I love oh. listening to 90s boy bands. <laughs> Are yeah. you NSYNC or Backstreet Boys? NSYNC, but I did come see Backstreet Boys last um, uh, September when they were here. They yeah. were, were they good? I loved really? the Really? It was fantastic. Interesting. And uh, in fact... I uh, had m- I've had i heard mixed reviews. So the show here was great. Um, and what was neat was... But coming from a 90s girl. So I was born in 88, so I grew, yeah. up, grew up in the 90s. Um, but uh, Brian Luttrell, one of the... the Oh yeah, lead singer. Yeah. He, is, he has a son, Bailey, who opened up the show for him. He's got an oh, album, cool. and and he's country music, which is not really my, the genre I like to listen to. But right. he was fantastic. That's awesome. That's awesome. Is that last one says? Uh, yes. That's it. Yep. Man, the guy ones are a little harder because it's like I can't well, ask him what's favorite your favorite thing, thing in, in your, your closet? closet. I know. I knew that was coming. <laughs> Probably a good suit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. Wow. So, well, I mean, look, we just, it feels like we just got started. You, you got a feel for how long we've been talking. Right, yeah. Uh, right at it. It's exactly an hour. Wow. I love it. I absolutely love it. This has been phenomenal. Thank you for stopping by. Well, I'm I'm honored what that you guys, yeah, this is fantastic. Oh, I was man. like, I, what a great I said, hey, I'm going to come stop by and who knew that I was going to end up being on the uh, podcast. Man, it, it, any chance we, any chance we get to just hang out and learn from other people and just kind of have fun. I mean this is what we do I mean we just have breakfast we just talk we share life we share everything that we can um, so I appreciate you coming by well, thank I'm you. looking forward to coming out and seeing you yeah, in a very short period of yeah, time yeah it's going to get here quickly this, it sure is this next month um, I'm traveling to all of the other uh, Sherm chapters in West Texas and yeah. promoting the symposium I, I've got your book um, nice. I read it in about an hour thank you <laughs> and uh, I've got some mock-up posters actually in my car that have your the book and, and your face on it. And nice. So we're going to be going uh, on a symposium road show. Nice. This well, next I appreciate month. that. I am super pumped. I can't wait to be there. Sis. Papa Sam. I am so glad you're home safe. Me too. The turb there is really, really bad turbulence on I know, the because of the wind coming off the mountains. These girls were screaming. Oh, and I'm, like, oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just making it. I'm glad you're home safe. Yeah. It's good to see your face. Love you, sis. Love you, too, Papa. See you. Bye. Bye.